I guess we should do this thing, huh? Fuck yeah, let's do this. All right. back to another episode of tip to tip with lou and chris my name is lou and my name is chris that's chris it's still chris it's been chris the whole time <laughs> i think it's going to continue to be chris uh yeah i don't think i'm changing my name so we'll see no. you're locked into that very uh unique <laughs> unique name that you've got there sir oh <laughs> uh, yeah so uh we're gonna do a, a an episode just like we've you know, done episodes before. So exciting. And yeah. So today we've got uh, episode 42, 42 episodes into this motherfucker now. So I would say we're really like pretty close to the halfway point at this, at this juncture. We have to be right. 75, right? I feel like we're in the eighties. I feel like the job count is in the eighties. Let's double check <laughs> just for the, Holy fuck. The people at home, uh, according to my list here, and I'm, it's possible that I'll remember another job before the end of this list because i've done that a couple times i put this fucking list together of all my jobs and first of all the order is janky as fuck right like when i first put this list together i did it based on memory and then i've been slowly going through using various uh documents and journals as as people who've listened to the show know and kind of i've reorganized them as we've gone when i'm like oh shit i had that job way before this other job (laughs) There's a series. This series actually we're jumping in on right now. So this one we're starting with today here, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. This is a a ring of like, uh, I would say 10 or 11 jobs that are completely interchangeable in my mind, just at a a glance, memory wise. Like if I just said, here's the jobs I had during this time, I could list them in any order and I wouldn't 100% know that I was wrong or right. I do have the actual order. I figured it out based on journals and stuff, but <laughs> it, without that, I would be lost. I would just be like, well, I know I had this job during this time too, so hopefully it's in the right order. The thing that makes this interesting is, uh, as we'll talk about in a second, we're getting close to 9-11, so it sort of is relevant. Like, one of these jobs, it's basically like a couple of jobs, then 9-11, and then a couple of other jobs. Yeah. So there is relevance to the order, but... I wouldn't have been able to tell you what the order was without actually having some sort of documentation. So luckily I do. Unfortunately, there's a a series of jobs later where I do not. (laughs) And there's definitely going to be a couple of like, pretty sure I had this one next, but it's not like anybody's going to call me out on it. So uh, yeah, episode 42 we're going to fuck with today. And uh, you know what? This is Hollywood video. We're doing Hollywood video. Amazing. We briefly spoke about it at the end of last episode, and it's time. Um, not the only video store I've worked at, as you know. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know how you'd qualify all the video stores, but, I mean, just off the top of my head, what we've got, we've got Ken's World of Video. That was early on. We've got uh, Tower, which Tower Video specifically would be yeah. the video yeah. store. Warehouse Music was, like, 80% renting videos. Uh, yeah. 
And then I feel like there might be another one in there. Oh, Virgin Megastore. Definitely. I don't, you know what? I'm thinking about it. They might not have rented videos, but they definitely sold those motherfuckers. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of video action for me. Love videos. And of course, Suncoast, not too long ago. I, I always wondered why Suncoast didn't rent. I mean, I guess it's a mall store. It wouldn't really make sense. But, you know, it seems like it would have been an obvious thing to do. I don't know. Mm, whatever. Maybe it's wor- more work than it's worth kind of thing. I guess. But, I mean, it kept Blockbuster in fucking in the green for many years. So, I don't know. Mm. Whatever. The fuck do I know? Uh, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about Hollywood videos. So let's go ahead and uh, jump into the occupational breakdown. Now, you're all about to hear the 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 new and improved and permanent version of the occupational breakdown. It only took us 42 episodes to <laughs> make one. So, uh, yeah, enjoy. That was something else, wasn't it? <laughs> pause for effect. <laughs> they don't know we paused. They think we were listening to the intro. You just ruined the magic. <laughs> and I'm not going to edit that out. We're going to just leave that in here to show everybody how ridiculous this whole operation is. You guys don't um, do that shit live? That's weird. Yeah. Can you imagine if I bust out my guitar and just played it like a, like a live intro, like fucking Arsenio Hall show or something? Did I just fucking call out Arsenio Hall? He sure out did. of all of the talk shows <laughs> I could have chose. That's funny. I don't know what made me think of Arsenio right there, but woo woo woo. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So the job, Hollywood video. It's my fortieth job. The position held. Shift lead, but we're a little squirrely on that, and I'll explain why in a minute. <laughs> My wage earned a whopping seven fifty an hour. Amazing. Seven dollars and fifty cents. And how long employed there? One day. <laughs> I worked one shift. One shift. And for posterity, my only shift was April twenty sixth, two thousand and one. I always think it's funny if I know the exact date of a job I worked one day at. Just, so just the throw it in here. here. Yeah, there's eighty of them that yeah. you that you remembered. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, as I said before, you know, we're getting close to 9-11 here uh, in this in these jobs chronologically. And it, it's it's always interesting for me to kind of put myself back in the headspace of when I had these jobs or when I was working them. And also that I did not know what was coming. Yeah. You know, I'm just kind of cruising along with life and not realizing that in the near future something fucked up is going to happen. You don't you don't make it to New York in the next few months, do you? <laughs> No, I don't. Okay. No. We're safe. We're safe. Good. I was not killed in 9-11. Good deal. My uh, my brother-in-law, who uh, I think we mentioned him actually on last episode or the one before it, but yeah. Paulo, he, he actually moved to uh, New York after, I think after him and my sister split up and he was living, I don't remember exactly where, but it definitely was not far from Ground Zero, so... That's he was he was fine, but it was definitely freaky for him, as I'm sure you can imagine. Absolutely. And uh, that was our occupational breakdown. So enjoy this new and improved occupational outro. <sighs> occupational breakdown. That was pretty great, wasn't it? Oh, impressive, for sure. Really nice. Really nice. Now they know that we're not actually listening to them. It's funnier for us to react. 
I neither one of us even remember what they sound like. It's been long enough that, since we recorded this. Fuck. We're, we're both like, I think it sounded like this. I will find out when I edit this episode, and it'll be funny if it's not at all appropriate the way I'm reacting. Feel free to send it to me while you're editing it. Okay, I will. Um, so Hollywood video. Now, first thing I remember about this is that I actually had two interviews for this job, and they were on a consecutive Monday and Wednesday. So. You know, pretty quick, but still a two-interview process. I think the two-interview thing was because I was uh, applying to be a shift lead. Sure. Yeah. So the way that it was presented was that I would start and I would train as a CSR, a customer service rep is what they called them. And then once I was trained to that degree, then they would start training me as a lead. So as I mentioned, I only worked one day, so I didn't actually do anything uh, shift lead oriented. <laughs> um yeah, but before we get to the actual job, after my second interview, like while I was still there, they let me rent some movies for free. <laughs> I, you know, I already had a customer account, so they were like, well, you're hired. You know, we hired you. Let's, you know, we'll just, we'll comp them. So they let me rent movies for free. And I wrote down what I rented that first, uh, that, that day. And it was Miss Congeniality, Red Planet, and Wonder Boys, <laughs> which is a weird combination of movies. Uh, and it was definitely... Miss Congeniality was the top score. Yeah. And Red, Red Planet was the bottom score. Who who was in Red Planet? That was Val I Kilmer? I feel like that's a Val Kilmer joint. Okay. Yeah. I think that was Val Kilmer. It was, it's not good. There was a series of like three movies that came out that were similar, that had like similarly uh, high profile actors that. And all Mars. Kind of, yeah. And they were Mars related. Ghosts of Mars or Mars on Vampire or whatever. There was one like the Vampires on Mars or something. There, yeah. there was three of them. Okay. Anyway, none of them were good. <laughs> <laughs> this one included. Miss Congeniality, however, good movie. Solid movie. I, I enjoy Sandra Bullock for sure. I mean, listen, I, I, I'm a fan. <laughs> I like her listen. immensely. Listen, yeah, I like, I like Sandra Bullock a lot. Uh, and in a future episode, we will talk about the time I worked with Sandra Bullock. You're shitting me, bro. No, I'm not shitting you. But I'm making it sound a lot cooler than it was. <laughs> well, you were... I was her co-star. Exactly. We uh, hung out in her trailer and had a cappuccino. Nice. We'll talk about that in a, in, a, in a future episode. So, I don't know if you remember, but Hollywood Video's uh, uniform involved a denim shirt. Now, I don't know if this is a Canadian company and that's related somehow to that fact, but I remember that uh, at some point in the past before this, I had told Dan, who we've talked about on the podcast, one of my best friends, I had told him that I was I would never wear a denim shirt. I was very anti-denim shirt. And so, you know, I got this job and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to wear, wear a denim shirt. I'm going to have to eat those words. Something I was not fond of doing back then. Uh, but during my training shifts, I just wore a black polo. And the idea was like after I was there for a couple of days, I'd get my denim shirt. I don't know if they just didn't have any in the store at that point or if there was some sort of like trial period where you didn't get the denim shirt. For, but, the, for the record, yeah. like 2004, 2005, maybe even 2003, I've gone into a Hollywood video and they definitely weren't wearing fucking denim. <laughs> it was, I want to say it was some kind of blue, like maybe a midnight blue. Maybe, but I will tell you for a fact that I have pictures of the denim shirt. Yeah. 
Uh, not the one I would have worn, but of a Hollywood video uniform involving a denim shirt that I will post on the website shortly after this airs. Yeah. They may have changed their their uniform or maybe different uh, regions had different uniforms. You know, I mean, imagine they might have updated their thing. Although, I mean, this was 2001, right? So yeah. not too far before. So maybe maybe the, the Hollywood video you're remembering was just like they were lucky. Mm. Maybe the fucking GM of that store was like, no denim. You know, I don't know. All I know is I was going to have to wear a fucking denim shirt and I was dreading the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I worked one shift. It was entirely unmemorable. I really don't. I, I remember renting those fucking videos I mentioned a, min- a minute ago better than I remember actually working at that store. <laughs> I'm sure I just spent the whole day like putting videos away and ringing up customers. It was a pretty slow store. Yeah. And I'm sure it was like a middle of the week, kind of like a Thursday or a Friday or something. And where was this at? Uh, this was in Georgia. Okay. This was in Duluth, Georgia, which is, I would say, it's similar to how far away, like, where we grew up is from Chicago, from Atlanta. Okay. So, like, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes outside of the city. Sure. Suburbs. Um, although Duluth at the time, it's it's more built up now, but at the time it was very... Uh, sparse. It was lots of trees and you know roads without sidewalks kind yeah. of thing. So not not the best place to be. But I mean, maybe for some people, not for me. But yeah, I uh, I worked that one shift, and then the next day, I lamented in my journal about having to eat my words and wear a denim shirt, and I just fucking decided to never go back. And I quote in my journal, I said, "Fuck denim shirts all the way." I said I wouldn't wear one, and I won't. <laughs> Holy fuck. I'll be honest with you. It was probably like 80% the fucking low pay and 20% the denim shirt. It's funny because like I've made minimum wage a million times in my life. Um, I'm embellishing for emphasis, but you know, a lot of times. Sure. In fact, if you go over these episodes, you could probably do the math and tell me how many times. But I don't really mind. I mean, it sucks. It's fucking ridiculous. But sometimes you you do the work you get paid for. So you're going to pay me minimum wage. You're going to get minimum effort. Sure. I hate places that pay like supervisors, managers, anybody that's got responsibility above the baseline like that shitty. You know, it's just like, fuck you. You know, if you're a place that pays your supervisors like 50 cents or a dollar more than a regular employee, fuck you. You deserve to have all the bad things happen to you that are inevitably going to have happen <laughs> yeah. when, when you pay people that little. You deserve one shift loo all day long. <laughs> exactly. One shift loo. You know what? And this is where I, I kind of I kind of vibe with Russ Solomon from Tower. You know, we mentioned on those Tower episodes that he's notorious for saying he plays his empo- employees what they're worth minus what they steal. Yeah. And, like, well, on one hand, that's fucking idiotic and that guy's an asshole. On another hand, like, if you're paying minimum wage, expect minimum effort. For and if sure. you're paying your supervisors, like, you know, when I was working at Tower and they promoted me, I was making minimum wage and they want to promote me at, you know, in the West Hollywood stores. And then eventually when I worked at Schomburg Tower, they promoted me to like a key holder, just like a third key kind of position. And they didn't give me a raise of more than a, it was probably less than a dollar. It had to be fucking like 50 to 75 cents more. And to me, like if you're if you're going to pay somebody that little, expect them to fuck with you. Expect them to come in late. Expect them to, like, get out of work as much as possible. Expect them to get a blowjob in the back room if one presents itself, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's so, fucked up. So, yeah, I don't... I 
this this job was another one of these where I was like, you know, they're going to fucking pay me as close to as little as possible and they're going to expect me to have a key to this fucking store. Fuck you in your denim shirt. Um yeah, I think that's probably more or less my mindset at the time. <laughs> now why I would take the job. You know, I, it's one of those things where you like panic, you need money, you're like take the job and then once you're there you're like fuck this. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So, yeah, but anyway, um yeah, we talked last time about, you know, I, I worked at PacSun and then the car got repoed and I had like a mental kind of breakdown and, and went to California for a couple of weeks to like get my head straight. And yeah. So the idea was I'd come back to Georgia and Tammy and I would save up to move back to Illinois because just we were not vibing with Georgia at all. And so, you know, we survived the winter, you know, and we we're like, OK, let's figure out how to get the fuck out of Georgia because this place is not for us. And in the future episodes, especially after 9-11, I will give you some examples of how clearly not for us Georgia was. Uh, we're not quite there yet. But one of the things I do remember about this time period is I got a Digitech multi effects pedal. Right. And and then I was, you know, super stoked. I had a, a JCM 800 Marshall head and. I was starting to write more metal type music. In fact, like around this time is when I started writing some of the riffs that would turn into, you know, the Serge Nubray songs. And, uh, yeah, the first, the Digitech pedal, and it was not quite, it was cool, but it was very, you know, fucking, uh, digital effects from, from 2001 sounding. Sure. You know? And so I ended up returning that and trading it for the line six distortion stomp box modeler. You know, that yellow fucker with the four buttons. Yeah. That thing sounded awesome. I loved that thing. So that's what I was writing on during this time. And I remember, like, I still have my fucking Tascam 4-track, and I was recording riffs. I remember writing and recording the main riffs for In- Inanimate, the Serge Nubray song that you eventually would play with uh, with me. Um, a very early version of that song was written during this time, which is fucking crazy, because, you know, that was this was 2001, and I met you in, what, 2005, I think, right? Yeah. I think so. I had that shit laying around for four years. It was like just waiting to be in a metal band to put it to use. Yeah. But I, I really like that riff. It's a cool fucking riff. And, you know, I'll link I'll link it for these fuckers. Cool. But that's fucking it for Hollywood Video, man. I don't have nothing else to say about that place. <laughs> I worked one shift. I probably did as little work as I possibly could. I wore a black polo. I didn't fuck with denim. Never worn a denim shirt, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> I don't have the same aversion to denim shirts as I did. In fact, I think they're kind of funny now. Uh, would you wear one? Where I would wear one, yeah. I'd fucking wear a Canadian tuxedo. I'd fuck with denim head to toe. Yeah. Bolo tie, fuck dust, it. Dust off that bolo tie. Yeah, I don't see why not. But at the time, you know, it's kind of a prick when I was in my in my 20s. Yeah, for sure. I'm a sure. little more mellow now. I might enjoy some denim nowadays. I well, definitely would wear a fucking jean jacket. Which back then I would not have worn a jean jacket, but I'd wear one now. Do you have a jean? Have you ever worn a jean jacket? Do you ever own one? No. How do you feel about jean jackets? Uh, it's not really my vibe. <laughs> it's not, not quite my tempo. All right, all right, fair enough. Um, yeah, what you have the, any questions about? Oh, give me, give me. Yeah, give me. what about the uh, pee pee meter? Okay. You know what? It's a fucking two because fuck denim shirts. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them no i mean it, it's we've we've established that if if i work one day there it's as low as i'm gonna go without a one a one we've talked about a one is like i was sexually molested or something horrible happened something like scarring happened sure 
uh, we're not we're not there yet. We haven't had a one yet. Although there's one particular job I think might be a one, even though I did more than one shift there. I worked there for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. A little teaser for a future episode. There's an, there's a job where I'm very very tempted to give it a one. I had some miserable days there, but this one we're gonna give it a two because it was not it wasn't enough to keep me going back for another shift. Uh, but there was nothing really like wrong with it, other than that just, they paid shit. Yeah, and denim shirts. Fuck. Anyway, yeah, nothing else to say. Fuck, fuck Hollywood. Video. I, you know, do you miss video stores? Do you miss the whole thing? Not, not terribly. Um, I was actually talking to Christy, my wife, the other night, and we were talking about it. She worked at Blockbuster for a small period of time when she was in high school, and she used to love going there and stuff like that. But I mean. I had some good memories, you know, you go to the fucking video store and you just look at the covers of the movies and you're like, this looks like it might be good. And then you take it home and it's a total piece of shit or something. (laughs) Yeah, you can't base it on the cover usually. I miss the act of going to a video store with Tammy and looking around and like picking movies. You know, we kind of have a version of that with like Netflix and stuff, but... There was something kind of cool about going different. to a place. Yeah, it's definitely different. It's, I mean, it's the same kind of nostalgia I have for record stores. Like, I fuck with Spotify, even though, you know, I really wish that they would pay the artists better. But, you know, that the idea of, like, pull up an app and you have all the music you've ever heard of just sitting there is cool. I like that. I'm a big fan of technology. I'm not mad at it. But it's not the same as, like, going to a record store and, like, finding something, you know? Um I don't know. And especially like I have memories of like really cool record stores like Record Breakers in Chicago area where you could like listen to stuff, you know, so you're like, oh, shit, for fans of the promise ring and you bring it up, you never heard of this band before and you put it on and it's like, oh, this is so fucking good. It's, you know, it was a very cool experience growing up doing that. Yeah, I don't have that experience anymore. Like, I'll look at a band on Spotify, and I'm like, okay, well, I like this band. Who else? Like, for fans of who else? Let's see what else. And you look, and it's like some of it sounds like it, and then some of it's just like, yeah, they're they're marginally related ge- geographically, and so therefore they're in the same... Like, you see that a lot with, like, emo bands where, you know, sounds like Braid, and you look, and it's like, no, they don't. I mean, yeah, they're from they're from Chicago, you know, they're from that the Midwest, but and they're around the same time frame, but they don't really sound anything like. But yeah, I it's not the same as like I mean, I used to love looking at fucking liner notes and seeing who a band would think, like what other bands. Yeah. And then just go and find those bands. Like that shit was cool. But I also think about how much money I spent on fucking CDs and music. I don't even have any of those CDs anymore. You know, like I had thousands, literally thousands of CDs. And now I have like, I don't know, maybe fucking 500 and they're all boxed up in storage, you know? Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's, you know, it it sucks because I feel like I spent my money on music. I don't really feel bad about paying, you know, $14.99 a month for Spotify or whatever it is and just listening to whatever. Yeah. But it does suck that, I mean, those musicians are getting ripped off. 100%. They're getting worked. Anyway, that's got nothing to do with video rental, but the nostalgia that's there that I kind of I have for it is similar. So I'm okay with video stores being gone, but it was a time and a place, you know. I'm sure that's how like our parents felt about. Well, not your parents because your mom's like my age, but how my <laughs> parents felt about like the 50s, you know. How old is your mom? I don't really know. Actually, she's not my age, but she's probably like what 10 years older than me. 15, yeah, maybe? I think she's 56, 57. 
All right. So yeah, she's like 11, 12 years older than me. Yeah. I mean, it's um, a weird thought. <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting though. Just, you know, we're on the subject of it. It's like, you know, you think about kids that are growing up today and teenagers and shit like that. And, you know, any kind of, you know, physical, tangible experience is gone in a lot of ways. You know, it's everything's right at your fingertips, which is amazing in one, right? You know, you want to buy something, you could get it the next day on Amazon, but I don't know, there's something different about having a a physical experience. Oh, yeah. You know? I, I agree, but I think if you never had it, I don't know that you could miss it. I mean, it's hard to not make a case for the fact that there's something something about kids these days to to lack for lack of a better term they're missing something something's being missed right. now again i might be a fucking asshole i might be the get off my lawn guy but you know the way like the effect social media and all that shit has had on youth and the fact that like you said they're completely physically detached from experience it's like it's all about this presentation on a screen it's just yeah there it's i don't feel like it's the right way but also we may evolve so that it's the right way yeah you know if you fast forward 2000 years it might be 100% the way we went you know we might be all digital we might experience our whole lives in a fucking computer and our physical bodies are like you know neo plugged into the matrix somewhere um it's fucking and- crazy it's crazy, but I mean, honestly speaking, if you could plug me in somewhere and it's give me whatever life I want, you know, like take me out of the world I'm in right now where I have a day job that I don't really enjoy and I spend a lot of time stressing about money and rent and all that kind of sh- shit, take that out of my life, make my life, I'm a superhero and I'm, you know, having fucking threesomes every other day <laughs> and I can eat cheeseburgers all day long and it doesn't matter, like give me that life, I don't know that I would be... I don't know that I'd argue against it. I might plug myself in and never unplug. So, yeah, you know, what does that say about me? I don't know. But, <laughs> you like cheeseburgers and three sides. Oh, fucking love. <laughs> few things I like more than cheeseburgers and threesomes. Although I do not want to have a threesome while eating a cheeseburger. Yeah, that's that's a step too far, my friend. <laughs> we found my line. Anyway, uh, you know what we're talking about next episode. Where are we going, babe? We're going back to Target. Although, not Target and Palatine like last time. We're going to Target and fucking Duluth. So, yeah, I'm going to put the red and khaki back on for a brief period. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. I'm excited. Let's go. Mm -hmm. All right, man. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye.